fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H. Folks, um, we're going to unpack a lot here, and the the title of this show today is going to be Lab Leak Unproven My Ass. All right, so there might be some profanity in here, just giving you a little warning ahead of time. Um, I'm a pretty passionate dude, and I'm pretty passionate about what this what's going on this week in the United States of America. Um, As many of you know, um, the U.S. Department of Energy confirmed the worst kept secret in all of the world that this is likely what they're calling lab leak. Now, I'm going to say, number one, don't you dare call it a lab leak. And I'm going to explain why I say that in a second. But number two, Isn't it interesting that the U.S. Department of Energy comes out with that report and the FBI is immediately following up doing interviews on Fox News? What? You haven't let any case, you know, in terms of the FBI, the Department of Justice, the whole Justice Department, you haven't let any case get to discovery yet. But now you're going to admit the thing that people like me, people like Dr. David Martin, People like Jay uh, Bhattacharya and the Great Barrington Declaration, um, things like Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Sin Hang Lee, pretty much everybody that's been around from 2020 or right when this all started, you know, we were all saying the same thing, but we were misinformationists and even worse, disinformationists, right? We were, we were being branded and vilified for all the things that they're now openly admitting. Okay, so one of the things I want to talk about today is this idea of the burden of proof. So who has the burden of proof? Is it on us to prove that it came out of China, that it was origin, originated in China, that there was an intent to release it by China and treasonous actors within the United States? Or is the burden of proof on them to prove that it, they didn't do this? Because they're the ones that lied and suppressed conversation, scientific debate. They're the ones that ensured that Twitter and Facebook and Google and YouTube censored anything that could even remotely be construed as an objective look into what's going on. But the burden of proof is now on us to prove that they did this, please. That's ridiculous. You're the one that lied about it. You're the one that misled the entire world with misinformation and disinformation. The burden of proof is on you to now prove that there wasn't an intent. It's not on me to prove that there was an intent. The burden of proof is on you to prove that there wasn't an intent. And why is intent so important? And why are they trying to say this is a lab leak? Well, a couple reasons. 
one of the things that we've noticed them doing for the last several months is trying to figure out an off-ramp to this COVID problem they have. First, it was monkeypox, right? Nope, that didn't work. Then it was, let's keep this Ukraine thing going and see if we can blow up Nord Stream and provoke a war with Russia so we can get all Americans not thinking about that, thinking about war, right? Mm, that hasn't worked so far, but they, they aren't done trying, I think. And then, you know, it became little stupid things, you know, the, the whole drag shows that are in our schools and everything that really have no place there. I'm not saying they have no place to exist because I, that's not my thing, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to tell an adult who's not harming another adult what to do, but I am going to say that has no place around children, especially young children, right? That's ridiculous. Then there's this whole, you know, thing going on with eggs for some reason for, but that didn't really catch on. Then it was gas stoves. Let's try that. That didn't work. Then it's balloons. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, let's throw some aliens in there. Oh, that didn't work. Every attempt to distract hasn't worked because this isn't going away. Why? This is the crime of, this is the greatest crime in the history of humanity. It's why it's not going away. Everybody is affected. People have lost jobs. People have lost businesses. People have lost loved ones. People's lives are irreparably damaged. And in some cases, their bodies seem to be irreparably damaged too. Everyone cares about this topic in making sure we get down to the bottom of it. So all the deflections in the world aren't going to do them anything. So it's very interesting to me that now the blame becomes China. And why is that interesting? Because if the blame becomes China, what that does is it tells us they are at their last resort. It is so clear when you read Dr. David Martin's work, when you listen to him, when you read the work that me and my team have done, it is so clear when you just read Newsweek with Fauci using U.S. taxpayer money to fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where all this stuff comes out of, it's so obvious there's a collaboration, a connection between the United States and China working on this SARS-CoV-2 bioweapon, and specifically the spike glycoprotein. It's so clear. Now, one of the things that I love about you know, in studying the law the last three years is this idea of the preponderance of evidence. First of all, we have to establish who the burden of proof is on. It's not on us. You lied. Now that puts the burden of proof on you. You committed false statements. That now puts the burden of proof on you to prove that there was no intent on your part. There was no in malicious intent to injure, there, that this was just incompetence. Because if you notice what they've been doing, from Rochelle Walensky's admission with the CDC, that little internal memo last year talking about, we've made some pretty big mistakes with data and all that other nonsense, right? And then they get into their whole amnesty thing. Oh, well, let's uh, let's declare amnesty. Let's see. Let's just, come on. We, you know, you you folks that didn't take the damn shots, you, you all were right, but let's just forgive and forget and move forward, right? That didn't work. What they've been trying to do is craft a strategy so that they can claim incompetence that they can claim errors of good intention. That's what they're trying to do. That's where the lab leak theory comes in, that it's a whoopsie. It's an accident. 
And if you go along with that and call it a lab leak, what you're saying is that, yes, I agree, it came out of a lab. I think we all agree about that. But you're also inadvertently agreeing to it being an accident and not an intent, not an intent to harm, not a premeditated series of events that were orchestrated and developed over the course of the last couple of decades, all to be executed in what we've all come to know is Agenda 21. So what's Agenda 21? Well, clearly, if we just go by the actions, Agenda 21 is all about several things. Number one, release of a bioweapon. Why? Because if we can, if I'm saying we, I shouldn't be saying that. If they can lower populations, especially populations of older Americans and older people around the world and people who are already sick, you're going to remove some of the financial burden off these individual companies, particularly in the United States, where we're underwater when it comes to Social Security. You're going to wipe out that need right there. So you're saving money. When you wipe out a large population of people as well, you're also preserving infrastructure. You're, so there's no need for war. It's a, this is what they're trying to do, bioweapons. Wipe people out, preserve infrastructure. That's the ideal goal. If you want to learn more about this, learn, go and read Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Remember, China invented war. They invented all of the strategies and tactics that are still used today in war. They're just way better at it than everybody else. They're trying to win a war without ever firing a bullet. Okay, that's what they're doing, at least attempting to do. They get into collaboration clearly with some greedy, treasonous people in this country. And yes, I'm calling them greedy and treasonous because how else do you explain collaborating using U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund a bioweapon development in another country? How else do you explain that other than treasonous? Well, why were you doing it? Well, we were studying it in case there was a pandemic. Really? In case there was a pandemic, please. We're going to go through timelines in the next segment. I gotta, We got to unpack some of this stuff. But what I'm getting to is that when you call it lab leak, what you are doing is inadvertently saying, yes, I agree it came in the lab, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that it was an error of good intention that you people in the United States didn't know what was going on. We know that's not true. You didn't know what was going on and you did the best you could under all the circumstances and mistakes were made. Well, here's the thing. Errors of incompetence, errors of good intention are not criminal acts. And that's what they're trying to create by pushing out the lab leak. They realize now this is a runaway train and there are people blame and some heads are going to roll. What they're trying to do is paint the picture for Americans that we did our best. Our best sucked. We're really sorry. We're going to take our money and go and live our good life. But it's just an accident. It was a whoopsie. The difference between that and premeditation is that premeditation shows intent. And when you have premeditation and you show intent, now it becomes a criminal act with the injuries and harms that have been endured on a scale that has never been witnessed before in human history without the advent of war, of bombs and bullets going off. That's what's happened over the last three years. So when we look at this, I want you to, and we, we unpack all this over the next couple of segments. I'm going to take you through some arguments. So if you're talking with someone in your family who's saying, yeah, okay, yeah, it's lab leak. We get it. It wasn't bat soup, right? And I was wrong for doing that. 
that you don't let them off the hook with calling it a lab leak, a whoopsie, an accident. They did their best. And, you know, who who could have known? You know, who could have known? I'm really upset with China. Well, I'm going to tell you, China is to blame. But we have to blame the people in this country first. We have to clean up our house first because our house made that possible with our dollars. And that's really the beginning of the crime. So we come back after these messages. I'm going to get into some very important dates. We're going to talk a little bit about Fauci and friends. We're going to talk about Fauci and Gates and Farrar. We're going to talk about the folks that we couldn't talk about a couple of years ago because we would have gotten censored and thrown out, maybe even put in jail on some trumped up charge and nothing, right? But we can talk about it now. You know, heaven be, we can talk about it, thankfully. And what we have to have is an honest conversation about what has occurred. Because I tell you this, I am beside myself thinking about the men and women who have risked everything, sacrificed everything so that we can be free, only to decades later have people like Fauci running amok, lying committing false statements, committing fraud, murdering for profit, and thinking that they're going to just retire, walk away, take their millions, and call it a good life. No, that's not going down. You don't get to tell us that it was a lab leak. We have to have an independent grand jury investigation to determine intent. And that's been the thrust of our grand jury petition this whole time. We have a right to demand an independent and thorough investigation into all matters concerning the greatest topic of our lifetime and ensure that our house is not infected, that our house, if it is, is cleaned up immediately and there is an accounting, a reckoning to be had for the people who have ruined, devastated, and destroyed so many hundreds of millions, if not billions of lives on this planet. You don't get to do that, take your money, and say, I made a mistake. No, not on this one. So folks, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about more. It might be a little uncomfortable. Might, you know, I'm going to do my best to kind of unpack some stuff for you. But I want you to understand that fundamental concept. We cannot allow them to say it was an error of incompetence. We cannot allow them to say it was an error of good intention. This was intentional premeditated until they, under the burden of proof, prove otherwise. We write back with more Energetic Health Radio and lab leak my ass right after these messages. Folks, uh, normally what I do in this spot is I talk about the school, but I'm going to tell you this is uh, a conversation that I want to absolve the school from. And I'm not going to do any advertisements for the school or anything like that. What I'm going to say is all of the opinions expressed in this show today are mine and mine alone. They have nothing to do with the school and they have nothing to do with what we are doing to help make the world a better place. This is all on me today. No matter what comes out of my mouth, put it squarely on my shoulders. 
and make sure that the Energetic Health Institute stays completely absolved. All right? They are my views and mine alone. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. All right, everybody, welcome back. Let's uh, let's let's start getting into it. I want to get into a timeline, really, in this segment and kind of break down to establish that there is some premeditation here. And I'm going to tell you, the person who really has the best um, information on premeditation, in my opinion, is Dr. David Martin. I've said for a while um, that I really feel like Dr. David Martin has the knockout punch, you know, with all of his work on patents and showing you know, what was going on. I think his dates go all the way back to 1996. Um, but I, I think when we get into this, you have to understand this. I'm, I'm going to try to explain this simply, Agenda 21. I didn't really get into it much in the previous segment, but I want to get into it in this one. So when we look at, um, when we look at this whole phenomenon, you know, um, I, I really... Um, I wrote something on Twitter, and I think I've, I'm developing a somewhat of an audience there. So you can always check us, check me out on, uh, on at Twitter or Telegram at dr henry ely e a l y um, on uh, Twitter. And every Monday, by the way, we are doing a free space um, for Q and A for people who are injured and just people who are interested and in, in have health questions. You know, I just make myself available for at least an hour and. We just answer questions. You know, you need some good advice out there. And um, there's a lot of opinions out there, but not all those opinions have over 50,000 hours of, of education and, and research and clinical experience. So I, I want to make that available for everyone. Um, so what was Agenda 21? You know, I think we have to understand that it was the release of a bioweapon. And to me, the bioweapon is the spike glycoprotein. It doesn't matter whether it's injection or infection. It doesn't matter. It's still a wrecking ball at the cellular, at the cellular level. Um, but why did they do it? They did it to, in my opinion, clear path for global 5G deployment without question, right? Imagine we're all just walking around normal life and we start seeing all these damn towers going up, 5G towers everywhere. 
How many of us would have said, well, hey, what are those? <laughs> How many of us would have said, what's the global impact? You know, what's the what's the health impact? Do I want those around my kids and their school? Because you see so many of those 5G things on football fields for high schools and and, and off of uh, and, and around schools. And you'd be like, you're going to get a lot of parents asking a lot of questions. So you need a distraction. What's the distraction? The bioweapon. You release the bioweapon and you know, and and what do you also do? You tell everybody the only way we can do this is the first time in human history we're going to lock every healthy person down. You got to you got to go in and and mind your business. And then when you came out, when we all started coming out, what did we see? All those towers were up. Well, wait a minute. This is supposed to be an unprecedented. This is supposed to be an unprecedented pandemic that nobody knew was coming, and we don't know how serious it is, how dangerous it is, or anything like that. But you mean to tell me you had crews working? all around the world globally to set up these towers, please, right? That That's ridiculous, okay? I, I could understand if you put that on hold, that you had it planned, but you put it on hold because you were concerned. That would make sense. But if you have everybody go into their houses because everybody's supposed to be scared about this thing that has a 99.99% recovery rate and people with vitamin D levels above 50 nanograms per, per milliliter, right? Um, you know, it would make sense that if it was really as dangerous as you were making it out to be, that all everything would stop. Not just, not just you know, going to the store or going to work, but putting up these towers everywhere. But in fact, all these towers went up not just in one city, not just in in one state, but globally. That was coordinated. That's a factor here. That's premeditation. What was Agenda 21? If you look at what's happened, it was all set up to also introduce a new biotechnology, the mRNA shots, the mRNA shots that hadn't worked in animal models whatsoever. Well, humans are disposable now, apparently, according to the World Economic Forum, we're all useless eaters. Let's use them as the experimental models. Right? Didn't matter. Pregnant woman, sure, you can get it. Little kid, sure, you can get it. We have no tests. You know why? We have no long term data. You know why? We took out the control groups. We're going to talk about that Pfizer fraud in a second because Pfizer, Pfizer is a very interesting company and especially in connection with BioNTech. Did you know that BioNTech is a German company? Hmm? Isn't that a little interesting? Right? I've been saying for a while now, once a Nazi, always a Nazi. And BioNTech as a German company makes me very concerned. All right. And Pfizer teaming up with them, the, co the company in this country that's paid the largest fine in US history for fraud. You mean all of a sudden they turned over a new leaf? No, that's just cost of doing business, paying that settlement that they did. That was it, $2.3 billion settlement, according to the Department of Justice that they paid? Yeah, that's just cost of doing business when you make. 100 billion, sure. 2.3 billion? Yeah, no problem, right? Yeah, I'll pay that. Cost of doing business. What was Agenda 21? Attempt to install the World Health Organization, which is heavily funded, as we know, by Bill Gates, as the legal pandemic authority moving forward. So they can re rinse and repeat this pandemic model anytime they want. And then they can fast track now mRNAs within a couple months. And they think they have a workable model that's just going to be cranking, especially when they install people like Lula in Brazil, and he's 
claiming that he wants to get a fifth, sixth, seventh shot, and he's mandating them on every single Brazilian. That's ridiculous. You can't get basic services that you pay for unless you take an experimental shot. That's worse than the Tuskegee experiment. And it's not even close. And the Tuskegee experiment was a horrific thing to do. That's worse than Auschwitz. And I know what I'm saying when I say that, folks. I'm not taking Auschwitz lightly, and this is not a competition. I'm saying it so that you understand the depth and severity in real time of what they are talking about. They are talking about injecting a bioweapon into every man, woman, and child. And if you don't do it, you will be cut off from society. That is social credit. Because what was Agenda 21? Clear the path for 5G, introduce a new biotechnology mRNA, install the World Health Organization as the pinnacle that can usurp any constitution from any country, and then develop the social credit system or climate credit system, whatever you want to call it. That's what this was all about. When you understand that that's what this is all about, things start making a little sense. Now, that's a simple look at it. But what do these psychopaths want? total control. So they're seeking a one a one uh, a one world government, you know. They're seeking the United Nations and the and the uh, World Health Organization and the underlying group the World Health Authority. Those are the folks you really got to watch. Um, they're seeking them to be in control of everything. Your constitutions don't matter, your laws don't matter. If we declare there's an emergency, if we declare there's a pandemic, we take over globally moving forward, right? You have to do what we say. All, all your rights in America, poof, they're gone. Everything that the men and women fought and died for, poof, it's gone. We get it now. And who's paying? And who, who do we petition if they do something we don't like? No one. Get bent. That's what Bill Gates wants. Bill Gates wants total control. That's what he, how he sees it. So they get in bed with the Chinese because they're like, the Chinese are going to go along with it. Why not? Because the Chinese are like, yeah, we, you sure. You can go ahead and you can go ahead and put everything into a one-world government. We're going to take that over. Thanks for making it easy for us. Thanks for thanks for putting the world on a package for us because we're we we have we don't care. <laughs> we are going to take it all over. So of course they're in cahoots, right? This is all about pathological megalomaniacal approaches. This is this is what psychopaths do. This is a mental illness they all express. And that's what you have to accept. You know, a lot of people look at them like, oh, these are very rich men. They, they must have morals. No, they don't. Oh, they must have done everything right. No, they're great criminals. The richest people in the world are the best criminals in the world. That's, that's what it is. They've bought into some type of cabal cartel where they all have dirt on each other and that keeps everybody in order, basically. But Come on, you can't see that Elon Musk and Bill Gates are going at it right now. There's a vie for power. That's what all this stuff is. It's a vie for power. Whose concept of what the world is going to become is going to take precedence? Is it going to be Bill Gates and the shots? Is it going to be Elon Musk and the AI and neural, neural linking and the things that he's got floating all over out in outer space now? Is it going to be Klaus Schwab? You know, I mean, who, who's going to do well? Or is it going to be the Chinese? I mean, there's this vie for power going on. And, you know, every and lost in it is our humanity. Why do we need any of this? We don't. 
So when we look at the timelines, I think it becomes very important when we talk about COVID because this is the first domino to fall in this sequence. When we look at, at COVID, I think it's interesting to remember that in August 22nd, 2005, the Virology Journal um, publishes research showing that hydroxychloroquine has a strong antiviral effect on SARS-CoV, um, <laughs> SARS-CoV-1. Okay. You know, there are other things that have strong antiviral effects, licorice root, lysine, <laughs> amino acid, you know, um, that's, that's no big deal, right? But then you go a little bit forward from there and you have the World Health Organization changing the definition of a pandemic. Well, why did you change the definition of pandemic? It used to be a statistical definition. You had to have a 3% fatality rate, indiscriminate of age, indiscriminate of, of gender and, or biological sex, indiscriminate of, um, of really of cultural heritage. You had to have 3% across the board fatality rates. Well, they removed that and they said, well, we don't need that statistical definition. Now it's going to be a because we said so definition. Well, why would you do that? Well, because that's a, another move on the chessboard in the move for power, in the move for totalitarian control. If there's no strict definition of what a pandemic is, you can call anything a pandemic. And who gets the power when you do that? Well, in this case, what they're trying to do is put the World Health Organization in position for that. That's what Biden was trying to negotiate. They've been trying for the last year and a half to somehow sub, subvert the Constitution of the United States and surrender every American's right to the World Health Organization that, that has puppets installed by Bill Gates instead, so that Americans don't have a right to even... <laughs> to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, all the World Health Organization has to do to take that away is say, oh, it was a pandemic. Monkeypox is a pandemic, so therefore we get to tell you what we're going to do. Bye-bye, Constitution. Well, you fast forward a little bit more in 2014, what do we see? Fauci. Fauci giving $3.7 million to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Coincidence? I don't think so. 2019, Fauci gives another $3.7 million in U.S. taxpayer dollars, right, to this project. And who's in cahoots in this project? Echo Health Alliance, Peter Daszak. Peter Daszak, who just happened to be on the World Health Organization Council, checking out whether this was a zoonosis origin or a lab origin. Of course, what did they conclude? It was zoonosis. And he was also on the British um, panel, the independent panel. He was the head of both of those panels in early in 2020 and 2021 that declared it was definitely zoonotic. Well, this is the same Peter Daszak that introduces Rat G13 sample in 2016, I believe it was. It might have been 2015, but he introduces it to the um, to the GenBank. Uh, the International Database of Viruses, he catalogs a new virus. Now, there's only one problem with this new supposed virus that they took from a bat sample. And this is the rat G13 is the sample that most closely resembles SARS-CoV-2. There's only one problem with that. And that problem is that in the other, it was entered with eight other samples at the same time. 
all eight other samples, because this is bat poop, it's got to have bacteria in it, right? All other eight samples had bacteria in it in regular amounts. They were actually bat poop samples. But as Dr. Stephen Quay points out in his Bayesian analysis showing that it was a 99.8% likelihood of lab origin, the rat G13 sample that Peter Daszak enters did not have any bacteria associated with it. That makes it a lab creation. All right. And I would encourage you to read Dr. Stephen Quay's work. I think it's one of the most definitive expressions of lab origin that I've read today. And it is really wonderful research and, in my opinion, definitive proof of lab origin and premeditation. Why else? Why would the rat G13 sample resemble SARS-CoV-2? Why would it be entered into GenBank years before this happened? Why is Peter Daszak entering in and why is he in connection with Fauci and taking in this money? And that, that's only a small percentage of money, that 7.4 million total. That's only a small percentage of money, folks. And why is there's connection between Daszak, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and, um, and, uh, and Fauci, right? Coincidence, right? Please. Preponderance of evidence. The burden of proof isn't on us. The burden on, of proof is on them. You have to prove why there are all these connections, why there are all these coincidences. You have to prove that this was an intent and this was above board dealing, especially when you have facts like Fauci saying in 2017, there's going to be a pandemic. What was the actual quote? I want to give you this quote. Fauci in 2017 says, quote, there will be a challenge to the upcoming administration. He's talking about the Trump administration in the arena of infectious diseases. He's predicting COVID before it comes out and he's doing it when you watch the video with a stupid smirk on his face because he knows something that we didn't know at the time. They were ready to go. They were gearing up, getting ready to go. Right, everything, all the chess pieces were getting put into place. This is premeditation. Then we get a little bit further in October 18th, 2019. Johns Hopkins University, you know, the folks that did the dashboard and had all that ready to go, they host Event 201, a high level pandemic exercise in guess where? New York, New York. And who's funding it? Gabby, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So, Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum. Interesting, right? And what are they What are they simulating? Something very similar, a coronavirus outbreak. Oh, what a dink! Because then on November 17th, 2019, China records the first known case of COVID-19. What an interesting dink! We tested all of our, our pandemic response equipment and everything to make sure the final Go is ready to go. And then less than a month later, the first case breaks out in China, right? All right. It broke out in China. Okay. Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay. You want to go with that? Fine. Where's the dude or the woman that was first infected? Where is this is prove that this is an accident? Oh, that person is magically dead. Okay, great. Where's the sample of it? And where's that sample been sent to other, you know, uh, to other universities, other countries, and just saying, hey, we had something happen that uh, we want to make sure everybody's on top of. Didn't happen. They burned everything. They destroyed all of it. 
What's the first thing you do? No, no loose ends. Anything that can implicate you, get rid of it. So now we get to a thing where it's like, okay, if this is really a unexpected and non-premeditated event, the release of the uh, uh, from the lab, then why are there orders from the Department of Defense in the United States? And you got to read the work of Dr. Uh, Sasha uh, Latipova. Why is there? Why are there documents showing in 2017, 2018 the words COVID in purchase orders? That's premeditation, folks. This is planned. Then you go a little bit further and you look at what they did and that my team unearthed with death certificates. Why are they completely going away from the Information Quality Act, the Paperwork Reduction Act, and the Administrative Procedures Act and violating every standard for an agency, and I'm speaking specifically of the CDC and the National Vital Statistics System and the FDA and the Health and Human Services Division. We're speaking specifically of these departments that have a requirement, if they're going to make any changes to data collection, to notify the public and open public comment. There was no public comment in 2020. That was not allowed. Not even through Zoom, not even just typing some things in, which we all could do. That wasn't allowed. Where was the oversight by the Office of Management and Budget? That wasn't allowed. Why? Because they never filed in the Federal Register a notification that they had an intent to change how death certificates were reported for COVID, even though they have a, a legal duty under the laws put into place by Congress to protect the integrity of data. They have a legal obligation to do it. They did not do it. And we caught them. We caught them early on with that. They did not do it. That's intentional. Why? You've got to have dead bodies if you want to declare a pandemic. So what do you do? You call every death COVID and you get your numbers that you need. You are worried about people Hospitals having some level of ethics, doctors having some level of ethics, don't worry about that. We'll pay them off. We'll incentivize this. We'll make sure that you get more money for every COVID diagnosis. We'll make sure you get more money for every ventilation that you do, even though we know that all that did was kill people. You choked them with oxygen. We'll just give you money so that you have an incentive to write COVID on the diagnosis, write COVID on the death certificate. And when you do that, no problem. Now we got our numbers. But just in case, we'll, we're the CDC, we'll on April 14th, 2020, we'll go ahead and do a one better. We'll adopt, we'll adopt a recommendation from a little-known nonprofit organization called the Council of State and Territorial Epidemiologists that just happens to be funded heavily by Bill Gates. We'll take their recommendations, and you know what their recommendations said? Two very important things. Said, number one, all you have to do is cough once for this to be counted as a COVID diagnosis. That's all, that's the, that's all you had to do was <coughs> once, and it's COVID. 
The other thing they did was they made sure that the same person could be counted multiple times as new cases. There was no tracking system, even though they're doing all this tracking. You remember that? Even though they're doing all this tracking, there's no tracking system to account for a person having multiple tests. Remember when we had to, when people who were sick had to go and go test hunting to get to a negative test before they could go back to work, right? Remember that? Well, some people went and took seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 tests. All of them show up positive. And the way they had set the tracking method up was to ensure that those 12 tests were recorded as 12 new cases. That's fraud. That's fraud in case counts. That's fraud in death certificates. And what do you do? You pay off the media because who pays for the media? All those commercials you see and who's paying for the commercials, the pharmaceutical industry, good old cult of Asclepius. What are they doing? They're paying the media to push out a fear narrative that only shows the number of people who've gotten sick each day and the number of people have died. They never tell you how many people have recovered. Never. You got to go into the data to find that. And that's when you start figuring out, wait a minute, the recovery rates are 99.9% and everybody under, you know, under a certain age, under 65. That's ridiculous. This isn't a pandemic not by any stretch of anybody's imagination. Why are we being locked down? Oh, wait a minute. 5G's got to go up. You see what I'm saying, folks? You got to connect these dots. This is premeditated. This isn't an this isn't a whoopsie. This is premeditated. We haven't even gotten into the suppression by the FDA of early treatment and the threatening doctors who dare honor their oath and treat people. We're not going to even talk about that. Be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. All right, folks, welcome back. Last segment here. Now, look, I'm going to appreciate this. There's no way to cover every piece of evidence, you know, that we have on this. There's no way. I mean, Doc, uh, Brian O'Shea has done a great job. He just did a Newsmax thing with Dr. Drew. I'll drop the link in for you. Great read and listen to on there. There's actually a person who worked in the Wuhan Institute of Virology whistleblowing. Uh, but of course, that's circumstantial evidence, according to some morons out there. Um, uh, I would say I'll tell you that um, a political moonshine, another just he's been all over this from day one, you know, laying it all out, the enterprise fraud and, and everything. 
great person to follow as well. Um, you know, I, I think there are some folks that have really figured some stuff out. Sasha uh, Latipova, just brilliant, figured out a lot of stuff. If you want to understand the depth of this, you really, Dr. David Martin, you have to really get in and listen to the people who've been banging the drum um, because we believe in do in what's right. And if other people, my, I've always said, if people can risk their life for me but that I'd never met so that I could have freedom, it's my duty to pass that same freedom on to the next generation so I can risk my life as well. And that's kind of the mentality we have to be in on this because this is unprecedented evil. All right. So there's a couple other things. And because this is, and this, this is for all these folks out there that are saying, well, you know, there's really no proof of zoonosis or, or lab leak or either way. There's no, no, that's BS. There's plenty of proof that it's not zoonosis. You know how I know? Because no one has ever proven that it is. And it's been three years and no one has ever brought forward anything credible to say that, yes, this is definitely rapid evolution from bat to human nonsense. It's never happened. But what has happened? Dr. Stephen Quay's, um, you know, Bayesian analysis and all of his great work. What has happened? Dr. David Martin's great work. What has happened? Sa Sasha Latipova's great work. What has happened? Um, Political Moonshine's great work. What has happened? Uh, Brian O'Shea's great work. What has happened? My grand jury team's great work. And so many more. And, and there are some other folks out there doing great work. All right. But what I'm telling you is this very, very simply. The whole reason they are attempting right now to blame China is because they realize they are on the run, that somebody's going to have to take the blame on this. So it's better to blame another country. But if you're going to blame that country, you better explain why Fauci is in cahoots using US taxpayer dollars with Wuhan Institute of Virology and how Peter Daszak and the Echo, uh, Echo Health um, Alliance fit into all of this. You better explain Jeremy Farrar and his role in suppressing and, and leading the censorship and his and his expression of of eugenicist thoughts. And you better explain. And when you get even further along from the initial uh, rollout, you better explain Pfizer. You better explain the Pfizer phase one and phase two, three uh, clinical trials. You better explain to me. While why 3,861 of the original 43,988 participants were not in the final efficacy analysis. You better explain to me why Pfizer removed 6,292 enrolled participants from the final safety analysis. We've we looked, we we requested a Pfizer, we sent emails into Pfizer, we called Pfizer to ask what happened to these people, what happened to the 6,292 people that were enrolled, but didn't somehow make it to the final safety analysis. What happened to them? Well, now what we're seeing is in the Pfizer documents, what happened to them? They were either severely injured or killed. They messed up the data. And when they messed up that data, that would have prevented the EUA approval from the FDA that was waiting to rubber stamp this, waiting to rubber stamp this. They didn't care. Just don't show us any data that would prevent us from rubber stamping it. What's Brooke Jackson doing right now with her, uh, with her uh, legal case? What Brooke Jackson is doing is saying, I'm a whistleblower. I'm showing you that all of this stuff at the clinical trial level is fraudulent. 
and yet the FDA did nothing. I warned the FDA that it's fraudulent and there's massive errors. There's massive problems with the clinical trials at the sites that I'm at and no one cared. Why? Because it was never about anything other than fast-tracking mRNA technology that they knew was going to injure and kill millions. See, that's premeditation, all of this. That's what we call willful misconduct. To do wrong, even though you know what you're doing is wrong, that's intent. And that's that willful misconduct that removes all of their protections for the PrEP Act, the PrEP Act and the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. That's why they wanted to get on the childhood schedule. So they get that additional protection of the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, because they're thinking, I don't want to get sued by moms who lost their kids. I don't want to get sued by moms who kids are injured severely. We need that protection. The only product in the world that can't be sued unless there's willful misconduct, these damn products. And they lie and lie and then lie again. Once a liar, always a liar. Once a Nazi, always a Nazi. Don't let them off the hook. Don't let them call this incompetence. Don't let them call this an error of, of good intention that they were lied to by China. Don't let them do it. They were in cahoots the entire time. This was a collaboration. This was premeditation. This was murder. Like I said, these are my views and my views alone. That's how I see it with all the research I've put in on this. Why do I say that? I say that because Fauci in 2017 predicted that this was going to happen. Fauci, who brags about serving so many presidents, he hasn't served any presidents. He served himself all the way through his career. You know, Newsweek proves Fred uh, Guterell on 4-28-2020 publishes information in Newsweek showing that Fauci used U.S. taxpayer money to fund the Institute, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, specifically for these projects on bat viruses. And the Echo Health was involved with that RAT G13 sample. He shows it. We knew this early on, but we can't have this conversation because if we have this conversation, we don't care about grandma, right? You remember that nonsense? You got to do all these things or else you might kill grandma. Give me a break. Now, Eric Saganowski at Fierce Pharma, a watchdog group, just published on February 24th, 2023, Moderna pays U.S. government, specifically the NIAID, which Fauci used to be ahead of, $400 million in a catch-up payment under the new COVID vaccine license. What? Well, yeah, if you would have read the clinicaltrials.gov, you'd know that Moderna and the NIAID have ownership of that patent. That's right. The government owns the patent, specifically Fauci's department, owns the patent on the Moderna shots. That is an obvious conflict of interest. You go a little bit further and you look at Gates. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, what did they do? They funded the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation at Washington University. You know, we called 
Washington University and posed as donors. We called and said, hey, Washington University, um, you know, UW, how do we donate to the IHME? And they said, well, you just give us the money. I said, well, then who gives us the statement so that we can show the government where the money went? We can have that deduction. They said, oh, well, that just goes, the IHME will send you that. I said, so is the IHME, you know, part of University of Washington? They said, no, it's an independent organization that's housed on the campus of the University of Washington, but they're completely independent. So I said, well, why aren't they then collecting the donations? Because they are not a nonprofit. They are laundering money. The IHME, the the IHME that has been funded to the tune of $600 million that we can track, $600 million by Bill Gates, an unprecedented amount for any organization. The IHME can't receive donations. So what do they do? You donate to UW, UW takes their little bit and then gives the rest to the IHME. Try it out. You don't think I'm telling the truth? Go ahead. Try to pose as a donor. Call the IHME. Call University of Washington and, and try this for yourself. You can't make this stuff up. That's money laundering, folks. That's illegal for the school to do it, and it's illegal for the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation to accept it. That's what's going on. You go and you look at Bill Gates and what he's done. Bill Gates has invested, right? Because they don't donate, they invest. Has invested over $8 billion in the last couple of decades in universities. You think he's giving that money away and not getting anything back for it? What was the IHME? The IHME was the group that made all those crazy projections of doom and gloom early on in 2020 that every state and federal official was using as evidence of why we needed to lock down. It was all a lie. It was how to lie with statistics. You ever seen Bill Gates in a picture with though with that book? How to lie with statistics. Well, if you have enough money, you can lie as much as you want, apparently. And you know what's really problematic about that? No state and no federal agency has without the express consent of oversight and the express consent of the public via public comment. But they did it anyway. They didn't care. Bill Gates also funded Neil Ferguson and that nonsense out of the, uh, the Imperial College of London that said 2.2 million people were going to die in the first year, blah, 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 blah. Right? Fear, 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 fear. Everybody accepts lockdowns. Why does everybody accept lockdowns? So that when you come out of your house, there's 5G towers up and you don't even question it because that's not what's immediately on your mind. It's immediately on your mind. Am I going to get SARS-CoV-2 and am I going to die? The last thing you care about is a stupid uh, 5G frequency tower, new and up. You'd look at it and go, what's that? But you're, that's not what you care about. You care about what might kill you immediately. If you want to read on Jeremy Farrar, I'd encourage you to read any of the work that Jeffrey Tucker of Brownstone Institute has done on it. He has a couple of great articles. He's actually had a couple featured on um, Epic Times as well. This was particularly because Jeremy Farrar is this guy, this go-between 
that now is somehow the head of what the World Health Organization something or other, right? But he's this guy that's going between making sure and suppressing all conversation about lab origin. There are some major players early on, folks, that you got to know these names and you have to know what they did. He was the one that really took down Jay Bhattacharya and made sure that globally that the U.S. and Great Britain and the World World Health Organization were all on board with, with making sure this was zoonosis only. It was the only option. It's It's been proven. They never provide any proof, but it's proven. They never allow any debate. Why? Because the science is settled. Why? Because we said so. Anytime somebody says the science is settled, what they're saying is, I don't want you looking into what's really going on. Stop. That's Jeremy Farrar. All right. Now, it's not an accident. He's technically today, Sir Jeremy Farrar. He's been knighted right? For all of his evil that he's done. Way to go, right? But he went after the Great Barrington Declaration. All these folks did. You have the creation of the, I forget which organization it is in in the UK as well, but that created the Disinformation Dozen and go after Sayer G and Kevin Jenkins and all these great, great Americans who are fighting for freedom and saying, look, we have a right to discuss these things. It's ridiculous that you propose we don't. We have too much to get into, and I want to just, so I want to leave you with this, this thought here. When people tell you, because we, we didn't even have a chance to get into Peter McCullough and, and uh, early treatment and everything, what, what I want to say to you all is this, you have been egregiously lied to for three years, and you deserve to be a little pissed about it. So when people come and talk to you about lab leak and this and that, it's not a leak. It was intentional. It wasn't an accident. There is no whoopsie here that allows them to avoid criminality. It's finally convenient for us to have these conversations. It's our time to shine. Speak boldly. Speak lovingly. Speak proudly the truth that you hold, and don't let these criminals shape a narrative that exonerates them from the greatest crimes in human history, crimes that we will have to deal with and clean up for generations. They don't get a free pass. They don't get amnesty. They don't get to establish the narrative on this. Give them no safe harbor. Press them every chance you get. It is working. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely. These thoughts have been my own.